Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Pass around the goodness. Also, this hour brought to you by Birch Orthodontics. Dr. Birch just saw my son Bryce a week ago, and I think we're down to the nitty-gritty. Ira, I think we're getting to... Making progress? I think it's the last two months. Last two months. So he's ready to celebrate. As always, Dr. Birch and her staff do an amazing job, and we... Strongly recommend that if your child, or maybe you, maybe you listening to this, have some yep. crooked ass teeth and need to get them fixed, go see Doctor Birch. They it's never too late, in, is it? It's they, never too late. No, and they specialize in crooked ass. Crooked teeth. ass. Yeah, teeth. yeah. Okay. There's like categories. There's like mildly like uncomfortable. Cat scan. Yeah, yeah. Crooked ass teeth scan. There we go. So Birch Orthodontics, where you want to go, you can check them out. BirchOrthodontics.com. Yep, they have free consultations. They do a tremendous work, award winning work, and uh, they'll work with you on financing. Uh, Do they plan. give awards for real? They've, uh, I think they get awards. They've gotten awards. She's been named best orthodontist in Tallahassee before. Okay, nice. Should be every year. To yeah, give really, it. I don't know why. Well, why do we been. even bother? Yeah, with the exactly. Uh, since FSU and nine other ACC teams weren't seven and one or better, and their out of conference schedule ended with horrible net ratings, even if ACC play isn't half complete, why should they finish the season if the seedings have already been determined for the big dance? According to Lenardi. Goodness. That was a lot. That was a word for Well, you know, it's still fun to compete. And uh, Lunardi, look, man, it's... I like Joe Lunardi, typically. I mean, it's it's just... it. I hope they get rid of having the, the draft analyst on in the middle of games. I'd like that to be gone. Uh, and Lunardi, sure, in the first half for Maybe three minutes. Maybe a very snippet, just a yeah, little snippet. But I don't, need, I don't need five minutes of talking about NBA uh, uh, college basketball's draft prospects when you're trying to watch the actual game. I agree with that. They do a poor job, I think, of covering college basketball, at least in terms of most of the crews that I hear do the games. Yeah. I also think, I mean, I just think it's so early to be talking about NCAA prospects. And like, because, you know, look at where Florida State was two weeks ago. Look where they are today. Now, I mean, where are they going to be two or three weeks from now? It's just, to me, I don't need too much of that in in mid-January. Correct. When do you when do you like to get start getting on your bubble watch? About mid Feb, like after Valentine's Day. Mid Feb always feels right. Don't even look at a, a bubble until about right. a, until after Valentine's. We Day. We have a calendar on the 
on the refrigerator. refrigerator. Yeah. yeah, and we always mark days that are important for the kids and for us and vacation and all that. I always write mid-Feb, it's time. It's time. I do bubble that time. right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bubble time right there. Well, it's implied. Everybody right in knows. the middle of Feb. Yeah. Right there smack dab in the middle. I always And I write mid-Feb, even though it's already in the February header. Right. Yeah, you got and to. typically, Florida State isn't on the bubble. It's just seed. You want to no, know where they're going to be seeding. Yeah, but yeah. this time, they're actually uh, you know, going to be probably dancing on that bubble. Well, you're about to yeah. answer Greg's question, which is, what do you think the ceiling is for FSU men's hoops this year? Uh you know, listen, the tournament is a crapshoot oftentimes. It's about matchups. So, you know, I, I, I don't typically say, well, they can't go on to the Sweet 16 or they can't win a game. Who knows? If the matchup's right, maybe you can. Uh, but I think this year what we're talking about for Florida State is just making the tournament. Yeah, we would all yeah. be pretty relieved given what they've lost the last two years. Yeah. If they just made the tournament, that would be reason to celebrate. Yeah, and you're, you're, you'd likely be going in as maybe an eight or something like that. You're not going to be going into the tournament as a – Top four, no, top five. No, no. Then expectations been. change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're going to be playing a much tougher opponent, and so I think you want to get that ten actually, because then the second round game you're playing the two instead of the one. Right. So maybe go get that ten seed. Should college teams adopt a <laughs> pro wrestling approach for naming their teams? How many Tigers, Death Valley do we actually need? Solution: LSU, Bayou Bengals, Auburn War Eagles, Clemson can keep their tamed Tigers. The only death at Clemson is brain cells listening to Dabo speak. All right, dad guy, there you go. Throw that out there. You would think at some point schools would have said, "Let's maybe we maybe we won't go with Tigers." It's odd, man. That what what was the what's even the appeal of Tigers? Well, the oddity obviously this goes way back because you're so right. Like 12 like, of there, them? there are no lions in Detroit. There's no there Tigers no, in Princeton. There, 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 there's no no, there are no Tigers there in South Carolina. There's no reason. There's no well, reason. Well, in like uh Princeton, so that school is what 400 years old or whatever. Something. Maybe back then they only knew of like seven animals. <laughs> And so they had to pick one. They weren't going to pick a human. So they're like, it's going to be tigers or lions or bears. Let's go with tigers because Columbia's the lions. A lot of names after birds as well. Harvard just went and named it itself a color. color. There you go. I kind of like it. I do too. We're proud of the color. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 bizarre. I think, um, you know, there's that the, there's the anteaters. Which is there's great. That, there's that, I think there's a juco in California that's the banana slugs. There it is. Like, do that kind of stuff, man. Right. Yeah, I, I, I like um, – there's a school in Pittsburgh, right? Aren't they the gorillas? There's one that's like – Pittsburgh Division, State. Pittsburgh it's, State, uh, yeah. it's actually somewhere in the middle of America. Yeah, it's but, not. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're called Kansas, the gorillas. Pittsburgh, Kansas, Kansas, maybe. Yeah. Did you uh, – were, were you alive? I don't even know if you were like well, – well, this was – you know, you're younger than me, Corey. Right, substantially. The, no. ma- the make and whoopee? Yeah. When was that? When was that? That was in the 90s. I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, yes, and I remember when Gwinnett – Gwinnett, the county that I live half the time that my son grew up grows up in, they they were getting their new hockey name, their hockey team, and they ended up calling them the Gwinnett Gladiators, what whatever. But they had a they had a poll for it, and the the name that won was the Gwinnett Paltros. Oh, that's would have well been awesome. That is awesome. I mean, you just think of the hat. She would have probably come once, right? And she can't keep you from naming your team name the Paltros. It's not like she has a copyright on that name. So Gwinnett Paltrow's would have been awesome, but it was also right around Shakespeare in Love. She's not as big a star now, so it would have, you know, maybe would have uh, timed itself out, dated itself a little. Matthew writes, hey guys, love the show. What's been your favorite moment of the Mike Norvell era so far? The answer to that, if he's not being sarcastic, which I'm sure he probably is. Beating Miami? Beating Miami. Yeah, um, sure. I thought it was his reaction to my question about why would anybody come here, Mike? That's a moment you guys will always have. Yeah, that uh, he's had some good moments off the field and a couple good ones on, but I would say uh, that one or the win against Carolina, the first win against Carolina, were the two good ones. And the boat racing of Carolina up there 
was a good one too. Yeah, but that made you two and four. No, I'm just saying that was just a nice, solid ass kicking. Yeah, you dominated that game. Really, it wasn't a fluke at all. Good game plan. Yeah, stayed calm after right. a, a shaky start. You're right. The win executed. O- the the win over Miami though is clearly the highlight so far, without question. What chance do you give the Hoops team of winning at least one of the games against Duke or Miami, and how bad would losing both games hurt our tournament chances? All right, well, that's from Bishop. Of course, they have beaten Miami already, but I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the upcoming matchup against Miami. Yeah, so they're going to win one of those two games. I'm torn on that uh, as far as the chance goes. I mean, I don't know, 40%? Yeah, I think it's below um, 50%. But but uh, I originally after walked out of that game against Miami the first time and thought, man, they're, there's, they're not going to beat that team down there. But I also was thinking about how many of Miami's Miami had so many fluky things go their way in the first thirty five minutes of that game. I mean, every loose ball. I mean, you got to give them credit for hustling. Yeah. But every so many times the ball would just get kicked around and it would end up in a Miami guy's hands and he hits a three. Or they that happened a three late a bunch, the but buzzer. they also missed a bunch of open looks. No, they did. But 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 to even be in that position late, they there were a lot of things that it was just a weird game in that sense. The floor State. It's a winnable game. Miami, I'm with you, but I, I, Miami's offense looked so out of sorts for huge chunks of that game. Yeah, yeah. And defense travels, so I think they're gonna. It's gonna be a good. It's game. a weird offense that Miami offense because it's basically just three dudes that go one on one. Well, it's just about they're to good. Say they get though. isolation and they yeah. get one on one. But it's not a real team flowing offense. A lot like Syracuse actually. There were there were like four possessions where nobody touched the ball other than Bayheim, who just old man dribbled into the paint and threw up a shot. Uh, I don't know that that fosters a great team chemistry. Uh, but yeah, they're good. They got three dudes that can really go score. In that one kid that's twenty four, he looks yes. fourteen. It's crazy. It's crazy how young he looks. Garrett writes like me. Ho ho, horizons. Right. Oh, did he? Sorry. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to let you sing do it, it though. I didn't. I was going to let no, you. Man, you're I was, supposed I to, to sing serve it. it up to you, man. No, no, no. no. I hate it. That's why I didn't. Want I know. Sing that's it. why I wanted to hear you. I don't sing hate it. horizons. I hate that you we, do that. We were all at horizons the other day. We were, and we were spotted by legions of our fans, and that was, and they pointed it out, which I think is good publicity for horizons. Yeah, you never know if we're going to be there. Or not. Well, we're likely it's going to be like there. It's a lot like when there used to be Planet Hollywoods, and you didn't yeah. know if Schwarzenegger, All of a DeVito, you walk in, there's Bruce Willis, yeah, there's yeah, DeVito or yeah, Demi yeah. Moore. Like you don't know. People when probably you go to feel Horizon. the same way. Just like, like there that. they are. Yeah. Oh, Look they, at they them. Actually, they're right they're here. at the table, hanging yeah. out, having was, a big time. It's a big night. The Coburns were there. David Coburn, and his wife Mary. Yeah, the Gowski was there. Was there? Yeah, yeah. At what point do you? Basically, that area they call that the Walk of Fame. Right. That area. That's why we were sitting there. Now others who. They don't gain entry. They can see. <laughs> right. They, yeah, can they see. don't get past yeah, the velvet yeah, ropes. Yeah. That's what are you do. What are you do. Well, I would say this. Uh, my meal, as always, was delicious. Since mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead, he gave us the. I mean, it's we got to right, do it right. right here. It's right there. Meal was delicious. Uh, company was great. We had a great time. Good time. Good time. It's you know, I got to tell everybody. Ira, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I walked in after they had already arrived, guys. Ira had ordered me Cigar City Highlight. Yeah, that's that was my crazy. man right there. That's, that's my man. That's not Ira though. That I mean, that was a weird what, thing. Now saying that I think Ira's about rude? it. He's no, like, he's, he's not rude. He's just not. That's not thoughtful. something you would think Ira would do. He did do it. I know. I, well, I'm not saying that. Ice cold I wouldn't cigar do it either. Highlight waiting yeah. on me. That was uh, was you, you hadn't texted him ahead of time. Not at all. Oh, but you hadn't seen each other in the parking lot, was, so you knew he was there. Well, because he stole my space. Yeah, and I said something threatening to him, but we won't get into that. But I would I would also say this as a side note. Uh, when I walked up, I knew that was a Cigar City highlight. It has a very distinct look. You know, the look. Yeah, yeah, the tenor. I, I got to tell you, the uh, the hue. You knew it wasn't an ultra. I knew it wasn't the garbage you drink. Right. And then I didn't see Irish drink, so I thought, is Ira drinking a Cigar City highlight? What, what's going on? My man is out to party tonight. Yeah. But, it's, but alas, it was mine. Right. Uh, right. Horizons Bar and Grill, delicious, folks. And you'll probably see us there. You probably will. 
another question about Jordan Travis. I feel with an updated O-line and wide receiver group, he'll be kept upright a bit more, which could equal better health and success. Would say you? Well, that's a logical conclusion, that if he's kept upright and he has better receivers to throw to, he'll have a better year. It is kind of interesting that they got four receivers, including two that have done it at the Power 5 level. One has really done it. Winston Wright's got a lot of passes. Uh, yes, he has. He's probably plug and play day one without question. Right. Yeah. Polish the whole thing. To come here when they had other options. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like the Pittman kid, I mean, he said he sounded like he had an option to go to Southern Cal if he wanted to. That was odd. He's so like, that, yeah, but they didn't have an established coach. I'm like, man, all right. Lincoln Riley's pretty well, established. Well, just a turnover, yeah. I guess, yeah. his yeah. thinking um, is, But, yeah. yeah, and I think he maybe even made that decision, like, right when that was happening. Yeah. Didn't know who the quarterback was. But um, I did think it was interesting that Pittman said that uh, – he watched, was it him? I think it was him that was talking about that, that he watched film of Jordan Travis. Yeah. And then also he's like, again, I don't know if this is Dilly telling him this, but he's like, yeah, I know there's all this talk about how he can't. He's yeah. like, he's he's like, he, but he's got a good arm and he, he is accurate. He can throw on the run. And I'm like, well, who told you he couldn't? I was, sure I was Dilly. Dilly well, Dillingham like, told him that's what people say about him. Right, right, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He's, because he's, he's like, I watch film and he's got a really good arm and he's accurate on the run. It's like, yeah, well, he's got I, some strengths and weaknesses, but. I do think that obviously with. We, we talk about the receivers because it's obvious they had to get better there. They had to get some polished guys in there. But having a depth of offensive line to where you could withstand right. a loss. Yeah. I mean, sweet Jesus. I mean, this has been the death of this team for five years running. If a guy goes down that is a bona fide starter for you on that offensive line, you're dead in the water. Look, it's not a coincidence that they struggled so much. I mean, Jordan wasn't playing early last season, but also Maurice Smith was out. He went down in the opener against Notre Dame. He was out for like three games. That was a big deal. And then when uh, – uh, my man from Notre Dame, Dylan Gibbons, yeah. when he came back and played, he wasn't healthy. Devontae Love-Taylor came back and played. He was, was never, never healthy, healthy the whole year, yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff when you don't have depth, you're having to play guys who shouldn't be out there. Well, and you also don't allow the young players like Maurice Smith to develop in right. time so that they can build up the requisite strength and body mass so that they don't get hurt so easily. Right. I mean, I thought at the end of the year he was on roller skates. I mean, he yeah. just looked like a guy yeah. who was beat up and tired and playing hurt, and he's undersized because he wasn't a lot of the time that you're normally allotted when you have depth to get bigger and stronger. Uh, let's see, Def Chant, is that what that is? Right, it's just curious how you guys think the recent transfer portal surge will affect the locker room dynamic. Veteran guys with production, but sometimes it's respect is earned, not just given. Needs are being addressed regardless. Can FSU be a top 40 offense with wide receiver and offensive line additions? I'm curious. There's a couple of positions I'm a little bit curious about. Just the we the, got inside that top sixty. It's up there on the wall. That's right. We did get up inside that top sixty. Yeah, this year, like boys. efficiency. Yeah. The, the yeah. scoring. Yeah, yeah. The scoring well, was I still care outside. More about the advanced stuff. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think next year I'm going to start caring more about the scoring. <laughs> like, go ahead and just put points on the board. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, they did get inside the top sixty. You know, last year when the transfers came in, you know, again, man, I don't know if any of the defensive ends would have resented Keir Thomas or Jimmy Johnson because yeah, because they, they knew they looked like ready. the best players on the field, right, right. <laughs> and this yeah. year, you know, you do wonder, like a wide receiver, like Pokey Wilson, Keyshawn Helton, and I guess maybe you don't care about the feelings. You don't, nope. you don't nope. care at all. No, nope. nope. sure don't. You're not worried about it. At all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, one you and I were both like, who cares? Nope. Don't care. Yeah. They oh, may well, not be overjoyed, better. is yeah. what I'm right. saying. But uh, I don't. I don't know that it would be yeah. uh, awful dynamic. I don't know that the dynamic right. of the locker room would change. And let's be honest, man. At starting net in the spring, what is half the team going to be former transfers? It's. Not, I mean, and I'm being. Yeah. I'm not joking. I mean, when you talk about Jamie Robinson, Fabian Lovett, Jordan Travis, like so many of these guys have started at other schools, that I don't know that that can even be a thing anymore. Like, who are you to be? 
to to give me a side eye. You were at Louisville when you when you got yeah, out a lot of school. Of, yes, to your point, I think this will be standard operating procedure. You just know that people are always, as they always were, just a little bit differently now recruiting over you. That's just the way yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. R.A. Andrews writes, we know Jordan Travis has a 4th and 14 shirt. Did Corey Clark talk to Parchment about an arms wide open shirt? Oh, for, with a little Creed reference, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, no, but I thought Raekwon, I tweeted about it after the game, he could do a, point, a 0.8 second right. shirt. For his free yep. throws. That was, yeah. And, hey, we didn't talk about it, but good for that kid. He's well, been back-to-back uh, back game. Yeah, buddy. he's good against Syracuse, Confidence too. goes a long way, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, he played 30 minutes, too. Like, it, yeah. Um, he played really well against Syracuse. He did. It, not just because he made some threes. shots, but they, uh, those are big. It's also, do him and Wilkes have the two highest three-point shots in the country? Wilkes is high. I mean, Wilkes high. goes off the screen. And Which Evans makes it all the prettier when it does go in. I mean, that it splashes through, smooth, but drawers, it's just, and you like hear the sound. And a little too much of an arc. I'm not one to argue with the way Wyatt Wilk shoots a basketball. He's much better than I am at it, but that's a really high arc. Um, but, yeah, it was cool for Raekwon to have those moments, th- those two games, especially the Miami game. That was really neat because, you know, the, the way he had been playing – um, and just the season he'd had, and the the his loss of his brother that was a that was a neat that was cool to see. We hadn't gotten to talk about it. We hadn't gotten to talk about it because that happened the night of the last headlines. So just I celebrated the next day on the Jeff Cameron show, and we talked about it at length, Corey. We don't have to read. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I'm, <laughs> there might be some people that watch this that don't watch the That's Jeff Cameron show few. or listen to very it. Very, you're right. You're right. I'll get into more headliner questions momentarily. We got to head over to Facebook. These were all Twitter just now. Oh, cool. uh, because he waited till midnight to yeah, ask. Well, that makes sense. But these were really solid. They were really good right out the gates. Mm. I saw them. They came out swinging. Okay. You guys should know I got a Slack message just now, guys. Did you? Very, oh, very man. excited. Welcome, to, Welcome, to, Welcome to the team. I got one. They Welcome just, to the team. It was the second one today. It's amazing. <laughs> Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. 
Michael writes, when UCF crushed us last year, we went on to win 10 of the next 12. Wake crushed us this year, and it's three wins in a row so far. Mm. Jeff, your tough love on anybody named Raekwon always helps. <laughs> yeah. It was Gray last year and Evans this year. Between that, Corey lighting up Norvell, mm. Ira being five stars, you guys already know your influence. Keep it up. And my question is, and I know it's still early, but since we all agree it's a bowl or warm seat for Norvell, who are the six wins for the fall? I'll start with one. Will beat Duquesne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all agree on Duquesne. Duquesne yes. is Duquesne's yeah. in trouble. Yeah, and That's it's it. not just a warm seat. If he if if they don't go to a bowl game next year, man, it's a hot, hot, hot seat. Yeah, not that he would be fired, but going into twenty twenty three, it would be, could be scorching hot. If you if you go five and seven again, man, they it, we'll see, man. I mean, that's gonna that would be a rough one. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, and look, Dion's out there. Right, good point. It's just yeah, out there. I'm just saying he's, just he's gonna, they're going to they're going to throw for you're 6000 no, yards. You're going to be the reason we have to with, have that conversation, with, with that Coleman. illegitimate conversation. We're not with Coleman and Travis Hunter. I'm going to do this for the for the gentleman who asked us. Here we go. We're going to do it right here on the show. Sorry guys, I had to pull this up. All right. So wins. Duquesne were in Louisiana. I'm saying Louisiana. They lost their coach, they lost their running back. Quarterback. I think they lost their quarterback too. Yeah. So Duquesne, they also just lost a five-star offensive lineman that went to Florida with Napier. Uh, Duquesne, we all agree. Yes. Louisiana, we yes, all agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, we're going to stop once we get to six. We just okay. have to name six. Okay, all, all right. right. So I'll offer some 50-50 games before I get into the meat and potatoes. BC. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's a dub. Yeah, that's three. Uh, Georgia Tech, that's four. Yes. That's a dub. Where is that? Uh, that's, that's up there? That's uh, here. That's, it's here. Is, is it really? It's here. Oh, Georgia Tech having to play FSU two times in a row down here. We've already got to four. Yeah. All right. Wake is here. Is here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the Knowles. Yep. I like the Knowles to win that yep. game. I do, too. That's five. Sorry, uh, Sam. Let's see. At Syracuse, at six? Should be. I mean, I, that's a win. You're not losing to Syracuse. No, the basketball team just won in that same building. You know, you're, we're, we're, we're well, so we're done. That's don't six right there. Go. there you go. We just I don't need them. to name Miami or NC State or Clemson or Florida. Or LSU. But, I yeah. left them all out of it, right? Or whoever you're playing in the ball. There are your six. Yep. All right, That's easy everybody. peasy. You're starting the season with six. It's just now a matter of stacking. How many more are you going to stack on there? I should mention, by the way, that it is January 18th currently. And, uh, you know, this month will be over before you know it. And once you hit February... The spring game's on the horizon, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah spring practice is Hang starting up there. soon, and it's oh. going to be an interesting spring with it's a, a very bunch of new faces. Uh, all right, so Ryan writes, fellas, as Corey would say, Sid Sherrill days until softball season. Oh, that's funny. Uh, will there be an OKC edition of similar headlines this summer? With Sid, Cat, and other youngsters like Mudgeback, Ma- could be another deep run. They, yeah, uh, but they're not beating Oklahoma. I mean, And they are not, and it's unbelievable, <laughs> and here's why. They just got an even bigger and better class yeah. than they just had. It's yeah, they insane. got like five of the top 12 players in the country go to Oklahoma. Uh, plus mad. going on what they just did last year. But there, I just saw the uh, they just released the new uh, polls, and Florida State is sixth in the country, which feels a little low to me. They, ju- they just finished second. But, oh, hey, you want, you want the chip on your shoulder. You want a little chip on your shoulder. So they're, they're ranked number six in the country right now. But, yeah, Oklahoma is going to be loaded again. Loaded, loaded, loaded again. Although if that the the girl that pitched the last two games or whatever, like if she hadn't come back because she was did not have like a really good year, right? And then she came back and just kind of found it late, you know, this last season and and uh, really kind of dominated them and the, not dominated them, but pitched really well in the championship round. If 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 it went for her, Florida State, they acquitted themselves very well. very well. Very they played well. right with. Yeah. No, no, they were yeah. hanging tough. No, they did about as well as anybody could do. It's just that that team is loaded. Yeah. 
And yeah. then when we found out while they their were whole out team there, hit four thirty, it was insane. Every time they went over their the numbers roster. were unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Joseph writes, "Top of the morning to you, gents." Not to belabor the topic of Travis Hunter, but would you three agree that having the number one player in the nation being committed for two years probably turned a lot of recruits' attention towards our beloved Knowles, some who probably kept their commitment? I'm not mad at Travis Hunter. I'm not mad at Dion. The kid is just one player. Thanks, you guys, for your weekly exercise and broadcast excellence. Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't a total loss. Travis Hunter being committed to us for as long as he was is his point. Yeah. Certainly turned a lot of upper-tier, upper-crust recruits' attention towards Florida State, and they got some of those kids. He did say that he, he did an interview. I can't remember who it was with. He did an interview a couple days later, and he said, I, I never went and recruited any of those kids to come with me. Like, I never told them, hey, don't go to Florida State. Come with me. Now, the Kevin Coleman ended up coming there, but it sounded like that was totally independent. Like, Kevin Coleman saw what happened with, with Travis and yeah, ended up going there. to be part of it. But it wasn't like Travis Hunter recruited him away, so... Um, that's going to be an interesting, enough. whatever, whatever they do, I'm sure there's some documentary being worked on or, or something. There is, yes. Um, that's going to be really interesting because as cool a story as it might be for a historically black college to get those kind of players and to have that kind of head coach, it is a whole different lifestyle for a, for a, well, just for an FCS player. As we talked about with Jared Burst today, who's from Albany, he's an FCS school, talking about the differences between what you get in an FCS school and what you get at an FBS school when it comes to nutrition, uh, strength, just the money you can facilities, travel, travel, the travel, the, the, just the life. So it's going to be, that's going to be fascinating to see if that's a one off. Or if that's something that they can, a trend that continues, because it's cool to be a guy that's a pioneer at first. It's a, it's cool to be. I mean, really, it is. I think, but then you have to go live that reality of that, and you see, you know, just looking at the players at Georgia or Florida State and how their lives are maybe a little bit easier than your life at Jackson State or Albany or where you know FAMU any any of the FCS schools. Walter writes, if Knowles Hoops has a COVID outbreak around 5 p.m. today, does Coach K throw the same fit that Dabo did? Could we reschedule and play Duquesne instead? Thanks again to Corey for saving the football program. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, it's my pleasure. I don't think Coach K would have a – I don't think he'd freak out now. I think he's a little bit more reasonable. I think Dabo's I mean, the one and only. Yeah. And, and he's, a, he's a unicorn. Co- Coach K is constantly missing games himself. Yeah. He can't get mad at anybody. I forgot last year, but they canceled. They didn't play Duke last right. year because of COVID, but – Shashevsky was going to miss the game anyway. Right, because he was of the COVID. first one. Yeah. yeah. So no, I don't think he would pull a Dabo. He's I feel like he's a little smarter than Dabo. Ryan writes on the topic of conference switching. Can you explain FSU and the ACC situation? I've read the grant of rights that FSU signed is ironclad, and therefore no ACC team can leave until 2036 without forfeiting TV revenue. Is that the case? If so, where does that leave us as the SEC gets bigger and other conferences grow their revenues? It leaves us screwed, Ryan. It pretty well, Maryland much, did it. it. It pretty much is the case. They did it, I think, before. Oh, the they Grand did? Rights. Yeah, yeah. They, they did started it. to pay well, a they, they big old still right? paying. Yeah, so there was a, what was in place before the Grand Rights was a just a huge buyout. $200 you had to pay. million, whatever yeah. it was. I think it was, yeah, whatever it was. It was like yeah. 30-something million or yeah. something. It was a lot of money. But uh, with, with this newer Grand Rights, yeah, I mean, it's a – Think it's, about so when was that? So the thirteen time, thirteen season was the last time Florida State played them, right? That was the whole thing. Yeah, it was the last. Yeah, was so they've been in the Big Ten for eight years now. It's gone well for steady them. taking ass I mean, beatings. What, 
you, they got that money, buddy. But as a Maryland fan, they don't. The Maryland fans don't get that money, no. and now they've lost getting to play Duke, getting to play Carolina, basketball. getting to play in. Well, that's what they care about. I know, and I you agree. just ripped that's it from them and it. gave yeah. them games against Purdue, Iowa, and Nebraska that they don't care about or get to travel to. It's just it was it was such a short sighted move. I mean, I'm sure it's they've made plenty of money on it, but I don't think it's been good for the Maryland athletic program at all. Or I, think it feels, I think it feels for Rutgers knowing they'll never win more than two games in conference. The rest yeah, of but their they life. never <laughs> were. Rutgers fans don't Shiano even. Shiano had it going in the Big but, East, baby. They don't care about college sports. I think Maryland has a fan base that actually cared about is certainly basketball, and you kind of ripped that away and made them go play. But but to, in the to Ryan's, of the country. well, and nobody made them. They made that decision. Oh, sure. They chose to do it, and they took the money, and they take the beatings that go along with. Uh, but Ryan, yes, in essence, it is. I mean, unless you could get whatever destination you want Florida State to arrive at, say the SEC or wherever it is, uh, unless you can get them to agree to pay the exorbitant yeah. fee yeah, that yeah. Uh, it, would it, accompany, then you know, yeah, it, you'd have to. If things don't change dramatically in the whole landscape of college sports. What would have to happen is you get close enough to that twenty thirty six that it makes sense. Uh, yeah, you know sure. where it's fifty. It was twenty million a year, and we're only seven years out or whatever. We can figure out a way to make those payments and do it. But right now, it's so far away that there's no way. Um, but I think what you're hoping for, if you're an FSU fan, is that the money either gets carved up differently as TV deals are redone, or it's all blown up and it becomes one. Well, isn't big, that what Phillips conference. is trying to do? And yeah, that's why I'm he's not sure. signing off on the playoff expansion because he wants the money to Phillips, the ACC commissioner. He's the only one that's come out publicly against it, right? He's um, the, yeah, I think he's the only one that's done the. So they want to they want to do it this year. I think they would they would oh, yeah, love yeah. to change to expand the playoffs this year. Right. And the ACC basically said no, not unless dot 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 we start getting a bigger cut of the whole TV pie because we're all in this together and it's a smart play because. Three years from now, ACC won't have any leverage. Yeah, he's using it as a chip. Yeah, so hopefully it works, and hopefully it gets his uh, his conference more money. Similar headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. How you doing there, podcasters? Good, good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if you're if you're wondering uh, for you know for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You could might happen. see us. Could you and I, especially. Yes. I mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women, everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. No, it's or okay. Hot beer and cold women. <laughs> whatever you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately good food. The most important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got that vibe. But beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again – other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which Man. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. It's uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the... Uh, Right off of Thomasville Road and Bannerman uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Thomas wants to know, specifically from you, Ira, Ooh. When the state gets the, well, at least he addressed it, Ira. When the state gets the NLI stuff fixed, will FSU have the resources to compete with the with our regional rivals, Bama, Georgia, Auburn, Clemson, UF, LSU, et cetera? If DeSantis would have just left, DeSantis would have just left well enough alone, do you think we would have landed Travis Hunter, all the rest of the great players that we're talking about here, Wes Jones Jr., all that? Did not landing those uh, high school kids free up the funds to get the portal kids Norvell has brought in since? First of all, I mean, if FSU, it was kind of like a catch-22. If the state of Florida and Ron DeSantis hadn't gone through and pushed through the NLI, NIL when they did, um, we don't know if the NCAA would have backed down. There might not have been as many. There was uh, California was doing their law as well. Yes, yes. Um, but when you had California and Florida and then other states started lining up, that kind of created the pressure where the NCAA had to back down. If they hadn't, then it might have been different. So you, know, you can't really blame them for that. Um, but as far as where FSU, like the state of Florida is going to change it so where the schools can be part of uh, this this process, which is good. That's a positive. Whether or not they can compete with, you know, the, the Texases and mm-hmm. USC's and all that, probably not. No, the answer is no. Yeah, but 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 you also have some other advantages being here. Yeah, you are in the state of Florida. There's tremendous talent. Yeah. Not every kid is going to make his decision based totally on NIL. So, I mean, it's it, – at least this part would at least kind of level the playing field in terms of now the coaching staff and the school can be a part of the process, which is a good thing. Not every NLI comes down to NIL. Good point. Mm. I like, the, I like what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. He's so proud of himself. Did you see it? He's like, Been waiting a minute. Waiting wanted, prior to shut up for a minute so I could good. bring that gym. Gator Kirk writes, uh, good afternoon. With about eight or nine starters returning on both sides of the ball, how much flavor aid should the fans be drinking for a 10-win season? Gator I'm at Kirk. S- he's, he's, he Gator says Kirk's I'm at the man. The, the fact that flavor he uses aid. flavor aid is uh, well, really well done, Gator Kirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he writes that he's at seven or eight wins max. Uh, I'm more along the lines of uh, eight wins. I wouldn't tough say, schedule. It's a I wouldn't, tough schedule. Yeah, man. I wouldn't say seven or eight wins max. That that's the most they could do. I think it's possible they could get to 10. I just wouldn't expect it. Yeah, I think I, they, I think anywhere between six and nine, six and ten, because it's a better roster, and they were almost they were basically a six win team last year. And you won't have that first month, you yeah. know. I mean, where you, you know who your quarterback is, yeah. as long as he's healthy. That's that. I mean, and yeah, I mean that was a huge part of the problem. Boner wants to know <laughs> any names to know that could be the FSU offensive line coach is what he asks, and then two is Destin Hill coming to. FSU. Issue. Good questions. Uh, I think Alex Atkins is, is going to be the offensive, the offensive line, coach. line coach. And yeah. uh, Destin Hill, we don't know. I mean, just uh, we'll just keep checking with us. We'll let you know if we ever hear or see him here. I've asked this on Wake Up War Chat. Do you think he really exists as a person, yeah. as, as a, watched, a human being? I watched as his receiver? Instagram when he committed and signed. Okay, uh, but that I've wasn't an actor playing a football player. It wasn't a hologram. Okay, no, I'm yeah. just saying. I, we have we seen him since? No, and he. Uh, so what we were told all last year when we asked around was that they hoped to get him here by January. That did not happen. Mm. So now they're talking about possibly by the summer. Mm. So maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. If it doesn't by summer, I think we're, we're, we're it's done. Time to, punt. Yeah. time to punt on yeah. uh, Destin. 
I uh, laugh that I get that question every day. I never answer it, so I'm glad that you addressed hey. it. I never answer. I just assume he's not coming. Hey, going back to the NIL money, though, uh, I meant to bring this up when he when he was talking about did that money go to transfers. I'm sure some of it is allocated to the the new guys that are coming in. And when you talk about dynamics in a locker room, that is the one fascinating part about all this. I think is that is there are guys that are going to be in a locker room that aren't getting paid, you know, over the table like maybe their new teammates who haven't accomplished anything at Florida State yet. Do you think that affects anything at all? Because in the pros, you all know what everybody's making. But in college, you don't. You could ask a guy, and he might tell you. Some guy might brag. But otherwise, you don't really know what the guy next to you is making. Did you see what the, uh, the, the Ruiz guy at Miami tweeted yesterday? Because he's starting a new – he's the big billionaire booster that wants to build their stadium and all that yeah. stuff. He, uh, he, he started a new company, and he's hired, uh, I don't know, every, half the team – but at different salaries, like the Van Dyke oh. kids got fifty grand for a year of endorsements. The another kids forty two thousand. Another kids forty thousand. I do think what's interesting from what I'm just talking to people at FSU, one of the things that they do want to see happen whenever there is some sort of oversight of of this whole process, because right now it is the Wild West, is that there would be some sort of guidelines set up based on your you know Instagram followers, Twitter followers. Like this is your reach. So this yeah. is what you. This is the going wage, or this is the going rate. You're not just going to give a guy a million dollars because you think he might be really good, or you're in a recruiting battle, but because he's got that kind of following, like Dana Castellanos or somebody. Yeah, that's it. Would be based more on those kinds of things if there was some more oversight. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and there are groups or people we know that uh, have already an interest in posting those sorts of things uh, about per athlete, what right. they're, what, what a tweet's worth or what, and we can get into that later, but uh, there are sites that do that. Uh, hey fellas, this writes Chase, a couple questions here for you. What is our timetable for transfers coming in and how many to expect? Also, what is the update with Norvell looking for running backs, co-offensive coordinator, coach? How does it affect us keeping Dugans and not getting the role filled? Thanks guys. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with Dugans yet still, right? No, we haven't heard anything definitive. He has not. They have not announced a new contract extension. His contract expires at the end of January. We'll hear something pretty soon. Uh, the they, coach's they did, convention the, just happened. What do yeah. we see? Yeah. The running back, uh, they just solved that with Trey Benson. That's correct. Uh, I don't mm. know that they're going to sign another running back. I wouldn't think, no. Mm. Unless something incredible comes out on the market. And any other question there? No, we're good. Oh, timetable, I guess, for when the transfers were coming in. Oh, so yeah, they've got Most 10. of them are here, right? Yeah, they've got, yeah. most of them are here. They've got 10 committed or signed, including Trey Benson, who just did. Um, and my guess is they could probably get another four or five or so. I mean, I think. Uh, but they couldn't, right? Because how many kids are they going to – are they going to sign anybody in this next signing class for high school kids? Well, it's – oh, in February? Yeah. I mean, it's possible maybe one, but not That's many. it. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. So then, yeah, you could go to 14 or 15. I mean, that's – Because you what could, a world. The total – because this one year because of the COVID. You can get up to 32, right? You can get up to 32. 32. Oh, wow. Um, if you if, – if, if enough guys leave your team. Yeah. So they've had a lot leave, but they're not there yet. I'm sure, but, they've strongly encouraged but more others. guys. Could yeah. end up. Marcus Cushney is uh, now at UMass. Yep, congrats there to is. him. Yep. <laughs> what? I mean, he found a place to go uh, play football. He did. A place is right. That's the way you said it was so. <laughs> I wasn't. I, just, I, maybe I'm I'm sorry. wasn't being snarky. <laughs> Congratulations, indeed. Uh, will Chubba Purdy save Scott Frost's job at Nebraska? That was an Oklahoma-Nebraska battle. It was like back in the 80s. Well, here's, yeah. what, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, I've, I've got faith that Chubba Purdy can be better than Martinez was at Nebraska for the last 27 years that he was the quarterback for the Cornhuskers. Right. 
I don't know that he can save Scott Frost. He I don't took know over if for Tommy Frazier, didn't he? It's crazy how long Martinez was there and for how many years he consistently sucked and was given the opportunity to continue to start. He was just good enough to lose close. No, no, he was good enough to suck year yeah, in, year out. Yeah, they got him close to winning way. games. Oh, got him close to winning games. This past year through. they got close to winning games. The year before when he started, right. they got beat on the regular. But he's without. not even like the Texas kid transferred to Nebraska, too. Uh, Thompson, something Thompson. Um, but they had, but he's not the only transfer Nebraska got. They got a kid from uh, Texas, uh, like a highly touted kid. So it's not like he's going in with the keys to the job. So he's going to have to earn that just like he would have to earn it here. But I guess the thought is it's an open competition there. It wouldn't have been right. here. So, you know, hey, good luck to him too. Good luck to Chubba. Uh, by the way, really quick here, guys. It may be a first in a while. You could tell we're in, sort of in the off season. Beyond redundant questions, we're done. I got to every Facebook and every Twitter question, guys. Yeah. You can right. open it up to Twitch and Snapchat. I'm going to open it up to the people on uh, YouTube, the, the chat. You can open it up to the uh, chat. All right, let's go over there, guys. I'll pull it up here. No, nope, they're talking amongst each other and yelling at each other. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's that's, it's, that's it's what happens. It's a perfect time for us to break and come back and wrap up. Oh, I got an update on the uh, on Cheer, the documentary on Netflix. I got an update that I can Man, share. I've been waiting. Yeah. So that's hold on your butt. Hold on your butt. Oh, you don't want to go with it now? Well, no, you said you had you to take it, a break. Well, we didn't have to. I was I was going to usher us there, but this is this is this no. Is so y'all know, I was just going to say I was giving Cheer a shout out. The, uh, they had a new season, and if you guys remember correctly, there was my favorite character from the last season turned out to be a child molester. But turned out to be a really not great person. Mm, but I thought I thought they were going to gloss over it and not really go into detail on what happened. But they dedicated an entire show to it, and even talked to his two victims. And their mom, the victim's mom, and went into the whole backstory of what happened, how he uh, coerced them, how he knew them, and painted him out to be an awful person, um, and let them say that about him, and let them say that about the cheer. I just you don't usually see that. Usually they would just been glossed over, been a five minute thing, and they're on to the next season. But they they dedicated a whole. I season, like that Corey whole, was waiting so long it. for this to come out that as soon as it as soon as it happened, as soon as Netflix released, Netflix, uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. As soon but as it was released, right you're like, oh, here we so, go, it's here. He didn't even. So this year, you guys will be interested to know, they follow two teams. They follow Navarro, who's the one they followed for the first season, and their arch rival, uh, Trinity Valley. Does Brady say, what are you doing, Dad? No, he, did, he doesn't know. I don't, I don't tell him this. Does Stephanie ask, what are you doing? Yes, of course. Because um, we are asking. But really, the only reason I watched it was to see how they uh, address the Jerry situation. And if I would, So I watched the first four episodes, fast-forwarded a lot through some stuff. I was going to say. And uh, I was like, man, when are they ever going to get to this? I did. Oh. And then finally I get to the fifth episode, and it's titled Jerry. I was like, well, I could have if I had just looked at the episode list, I could have fast-forwarded to the fifth episode, but then that would have robbed me of getting to know the kids at Trinity oh. Valley. <laughs> and those kids work just as hard as the, uh, as the kids at Navarro. Oh, so we'll it's come a great back show. And wrap it up momentarily on some of the headlines. Hang in. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. No more cheerleading talk? No, we're done. We're done. Good show, though, guys. Watch it. Along with Yellow Jackets. It's a good show. I've stumbled across Yellow Jackets a few times. And always, I've always intrigued 
but I, I have Christina watched. Ricci. You remember her? Yeah, I remember, I remember her. Yep. Yeah. Juliette Lewis. She's in it too. It's a good show. What's the premise? The premise is it's a it's a high school soccer team that crashes in the mountains. Okay, I wondered why they were always out in the middle of nowhere when I'm flipping it, around. They're playing crashes in the mountains and they have to survive for eighteen months. And then it also fast forward. So it's set in nineteen ninety six. Basically, this is Lord of the Flies and again and alive, a little bit of yeah, alive yeah, mixed like, in. But it's all also, of these are based on Lord of the Flies. But it's also it it fast forwards to twenty twenty one, and uh, you know some of the girls have you know they're now adults and they got back, they got rescued, and it's the it's the two timelines um, and how they got back and all. It's really good. It's good. Right. It's got a Lord of the Flies element to it. For of course sure. it does. Did you uh, did you guys? Oh, you wouldn't have listened to the interview yesterday. We interviewed uh, Coach Hamilton. Uh, about Joe B. Hall and uh, the Kentucky coach who passed away yeah. this weekend in 93, who was kind of his mentor. And Leonard got emotional like two different times in the interview. It was kind of, it was really cool. I mean, it was cool to see how much Joe B. Hall meant to him. It was kind of uncomfortable to sit there and listen to him get so emotional. Um, but it was, uh, and we, Austin wrote a story about it. It's up on the website. But uh, it, Go it read was, it for sure. But the interview wasn't, uh, it was a Zoom interview, but I don't, we didn't put it up online, um, so I don't know if anybody could see it. But just it was cool to hear him talk about. And he really kind of went back into that time period. So if you get a chance to read the story. But, you know, at that point, you know, Leonard Hamilton was a young assistant coach, 25, 26 years old, was at Austin P. And there was talk that his coach, Lake Kelly, who was the head coach, was going to get a job at a bigger school. So Leonard went in to the president and said, you know, would I be next in line? Oh, that's the heartbreaking story that he yeah. told before. And, it's uh, hard to listen to that story. And he and – he, and he, was telling it. He's like, look, this is a good guy because I never a problem with the guy. He said, I just don't think I can stand up to the pressure that we would have if we had a black if we hired basketball. You, hired an African American coach. Yeah. So that's when he got out of the business and he took a job in sales, chemical sales with <laughs> Dow Chemical, which is hilarious. And then Joe B. Hall called him in Kentucky and said, Hey, I'd like to make you the first black assistant coach of Kentucky. The rest of his career is history. Fifty years later, but it'd be cool to see Leonard as a salesman. Well, that's what I think Bob Fronte actually asked the question. He's like, why, you know, what did you think? Why did you think you'd be good in sales or something along those lines? And he, and he said, he told uh, Joe B. Hall, he's like, well, I'm about to go be the, the, the best salesperson in the country. Like that's, yeah, that was, that was the mindset. mindset. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, just talking about just where he was at that time. And after seeing so much he was seeing in the world, um, you know, just segregation and so much prejudice and then, to be told that even though he's done a great job at the school, he couldn't, he couldn't even be, be considered hired. Couldn't even be considered for that yet. job. And then you just think about it, it's 50 years later, and you think about all the lives Leonard Hamilton has touched, and I think it's just fitting as we go into the Duke game tonight, and you know, all the lives he has changed as a basketball coach. Now, a lot of these kids would have been great athletes no matter what. and would have As a mentor, careers. though, beyond just basketball. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's it all goes back to Joe B. Hall. Phone call. Joe B. Yeah. Hall in 1974 called. This is also pretty cool. Telling you to uh, kids, kids out there listening, don't don't wait for things to happen. Joby Hall called him at his hotel on the Monday he started work at Dow Chemical and talked to his wife and said, "Yeah, we'd like to see if Leonard would want to come for an interview." When when Leonard called him back, he said, "Okay, could you come up by like Wednesday?" He goes, "I'm going out to of town today. Uh, if you could come back by Wednesday, we can do an interview." And Leonard's like, "Well, are you going to be there tomorrow?" And he said, "Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow." He goes, "Well, I'll be there then." <laughs> so Leonard went and just like booked his own flight. For that yeah. day to get to the get length the, yeah. and waited for him. He didn't wait till Joby Hall said, or maybe he got any second thoughts. Um, so he went to the interview and he said, Joby Hall said to him, you don't mess around, do you? And Leonard's like, nope. It's just pretty cool. We we greatly admire Leonard Hamilton for lots of reasons, but that kind of insight and that backdrop and that history and the lives, that the aforementioned lives you're talking about that he's touched, that story 
uh, is one of the richest amongst all the coaches that we've ever covered in in any sport anywhere. I, I think I can safely say. Yeah. Um, and he is respected universally uh, for lots of reasons. Uh, his coaching prowess being one of them, but the character that that is the man. And he and he said, looking back, he overreacted. He felt like he probably should have been a little bit. But you think back, put oh, himself he was crushed, in that though. time. Your feelings yeah. are hurt. It, I mean, beyond, yeah. I remember he he he, t- he admitted to crying. Yeah. I mean, it's like also that's... like you're Austin P. Man, what real pressure is there? I mean, I know there. I'm well, sure there yeah, was one. Yeah, but think about back then. But is that an excuse? You know, of course, of course you're cynical, but you might be cynical if you're Leonard Hamilton. Like, yeah, man, it's Austin P. I'm going to win you a lot of games, and people are going to forget the color of my skin really quickly if you let me do my job. And also, some people you got to be stronger. You got to be strong enough to make a hire like that. Like, well, like Joe B. Hall did, and like uh, whoever the AD was at Oklahoma State that hired him to be the actual head coach. But imagine the pressure you feel once given that opportunity, too, though. It's it's a little bit different. It's not like you or I getting that opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you can't have missteps. You can't make mistakes. You're not afforded that opportunity. And so, uh, and I do think that look at the players. And, and one of the reasons that we always have faith that the Florida State, even in the midst of a season like the one they're having right now, where they're not as strong as they've been the last few years, they've earned the benefit of the doubt for lots of reasons. But he's a principled man, and you do things a certain way. And those guys eventually come around on that. And if they do, they always get the most out of what they are. Even if it's not the best version of Florida State basketball, it will be the best version this, this team can be before a season's in. It always ends up that way. Yeah. And, you're, and you're going to enjoy watching them beat Coach K tonight. I'm going to pick Duke. I am too, but I do like we were talking about off air. I would like them to have like a uh, they got to have some sort of farewell thing for K, right? Like a just like a thanks for the memories, Coach K, and they'll show the snare shot. (laughs) (laughs) They'll show Derwin Kitchen going off in that one game. They'll show the Jonathan Isaac game where they beat him by fifteen down here, and K wasn't even here. Um, Alexander Johnson getting. Ridiculous yeah, the, rec- the tech, the tech. Um, oh, the win, the win up in Cameron, which was really good. Where we stand up on the table, of course. Yeah. you got it's you know, Lauks. Yeah, it would, it would be funny to to just that would be kind of. I don't know that Florida State would ever do something like that, but that I, would be I really funny. If, Coach if they K did. would chuckle. I think I he think actually he would. would. He would appreciate would, yeah. it. Well, he's got an overwhelming winning record. Yeah, he would, he's, he's like forty-one and ten against Florida State. Yeah. So you can you, you can, just show the ten times. Yeah, the ten times. Only those ten. Flip a couple double birds at the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be really funny. He'd so, nod his head and wave. Are you on the record of going with the Knowles? I know. Come on, don't put it in the crowd. Just tell me what you think. Uh, no, I'd say Duke's going to win, but I, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I think Florida State's going to play really well. Should be a good atmosphere. And yeah. those Duke kids probably haven't been in an atmosphere like this. I think like it'll this. be a game with five, five minutes to go. Hey, by the way, Florida State's uh, student section, shout out. Time and again, man, they have they are so much better than back in the day. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. They're early. They go nuts. Even they with make those a seats, difference. They it's, go. They're great. One of these days, that'll get fixed. Let's hope we'll keep hammering that. I don't point know. Home. I like the empty seats behind the bench <laughs> that you see on TV the whole game. I like that look. And they're pushing for a whiteout tonight. I guess the students are. Um, so there might be a lot of white shirts in the crowd. I don't know. I, I don't saw know about it on Twitter yesterday. I don't want to ruin it. I mean, the students have just got my uh, affection. But yeah, what are we doing a whiteout for? Just, just go play the game, guys. Hey, just go play the game. It's we don't an need ordinary that. game. We beat people here. That's what we do. Yeah, it doesn't need to be special. Good work, Corey. Good work, Ira. Good work, Matthew. Thanks to all of you, as always. Be well, everybody. Go Knowles. We'll talk to you next time.